This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to episode nine of the One Was That A Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch and tonight I only have one guest with me uh, and it's a good guest to be fair, so it's okay. It's uh, Danny Baker. How are we, Danny? You okay? Do you need any more guests? (laughs) To be honest, I think I've just dried out from Saturday. Absolutely soaking wet on Saturday. It was, uh, I thought I saw Noah's Ark popping over the away stand during the second half, but um, I made it back just about. How are you doing, Lee? All right? Yeah, good. Yeah, it was monsoon season on Saturday, wasn't it? Really, when we were looking to play some good football, and it's the Indian summer we're we're getting late on, isn't it? So, well, at least we're getting a summer. Well, we well yeah, it's meant to get. <laughs> it's chilly in the mornings now, and it's dark, which I don't like. I prefer. Get over yourself, Michael Fish. Give me twenty five degrees, twenty twenty four seven. Well, not twenty four seven because you need. Don't sleep yeah, but I do like. So I do. <laughs> Well, I'm not getting much of that at the moment, mate, to be fair. so. Oh, yeah, how is Bobby? All right? Yeah, he's doing really well, thanks. He's really well. He, all, they, all he does, they're quite boring, newborns. You've got this to come. They're really boring. He literally just eats, sleeps, poos, and does You think it, that really. was boring, mate? You should have seen the first half on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I say, well, we'll come on to what we're, we're going to be discussing, the game against uh, Burton. That won't be long because it wasn't very good, to be fair. It wasn't a great game. Uh, we are going to then discuss the season... So far, uh, what we think of the players so far, the players have come in and where we think we're going to be after the international break. We do have an international break, which is very rare for us. Is, is this the first international break we've ever had? I don't know, but I feel very international. I might go, might get some croissants on the weekend and go full international, I think. I'm a pan of chocolate man, to be fair. Oh, stop it. Or, you, I, eh? I had my first ever chocolate twist the other day. I've never had one before. Is that like the thin one with it all crossed over? Yeah, but they get you get custard in the middle of it. You can get what? You get custard in the middle of a chocolate twist. I never knew. Sorry, mate. Only in South End, I think. 
Yeah, it must be. Yeah, but it is banging, man. That's I'll get fine. Some caviar in mind on the way to work tomorrow. That's why I blame that on my way. And then we'll discuss the uh, our international players, past and present. And, and I've got ten players that I think should have played for England, or their their country that they did play for, and they should have played more times. More. Yeah. So we'll discuss. I've that. got a couple of questions if we've got time. Just to put you under for your honest question, put you on the spot. Well, I put you and Mark under the spot last week, didn't I? So no, it's only fair I'll get you back, Lee. Yeah, it's about time you, as a, the major wet wipe, got me back on that one. That's fair. I'll take, I have to take that with you know, after my, my pronunciation but, and my uh, Presley scoring 10 goals looks incredibly uh, less likely at the moment, but we'll talk about that. Well, we'll start, yeah, we'll start with Burton and, and, and Presley. I've got to say, I, I've actually been quite impressed with Presley the last couple of games. Like, yeah. He doesn't look like scoring, to be fair, but he is working hard. Uh, we've, we've said previously that we don't think he should be playing on his own up front as a 19-year-old coming in from Brentford B. You know the thing with Brentford B? What is the stand? Who are Brentford B playing? Because they're not in a reserve league. I've got absolutely no idea, but they don't really have like a youth setup. And I don't. I, I presume their thought process, and I can't, I, I would love someone to come and tell us, I presume their thought process was that they're absolutely sick of getting all their players nicked for bugger all. So they've decided that they're going to go and pick the best from Scandinavia. And from what I can see, they've, they've adopted a money ball system where they can pick up players for not very much. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. that's what they must be. I don't know who they're playing at all. Yeah, when we started the podcast, we discussed this in quite the early episodes regarding should we be looking to get rid of our youth system and go down the Brentford B model because they were finding players yeah. like Marcus Force. Uh, Sadback, Sorensen, who played for us, and other yep. players that they've had. Who's the other one? Bermana, who went to West Ham. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Now they're finding them left, right, and centre. Uh, but I don't know the quality of the players they're going to. And at least I go back to the Presley point is that we're obviously Marcus Ford coming in, he was different gravy. He was yeah, yeah. one of the best strikers we'll probably ever see play for Wimbledon. Uh, and I'm going back to the Kevin Cooper days. And uh, but with regards to Presley's come in. If if they're not playing that good of opposition, I'm, I don't know the opposition they're playing. Are they playing friendlies? And he scored twenty five. Are they in the Premier League reserved division as Brentford B? I don't know, and that's the thing. That'll be some research to do. But I, I mean, there are people, and again, Facebook was really interesting on the way back on the on the wet bus on the way back, looking at the sheer split between the guys who were like, do you know what, cutting some slack, he's running he's running socks off, and he's not particularly good enough. I think if you if we adopt the, the thought that he is a, a forward player who brings in other players and that's his job, then I think he's working okay. And I think he's worked hard on his feet. And he obviously, although it, I don't think he had a particularly impactful game, he did, he did a, a, you could call it an assist for the, for the goal. So I think he's worked really hard. I feel really sorry for him because Saturday, he, it was the classic, we were trying to get the ball down and play some nice football. And Burton were basically spoiling the game and playing quite physical, and that was that was the game really. Their physicality versus our quick thinking football, um, and I think it was relatively on as even without it being particularly spectacular. But I do feel for Presley. Yeah, it's weird because people might think, why have they started talking about Presley, Brentford B, and stuff, and we're not really talking about the game. The first half of the game was absolutely dire, and that that's not from a, that's not just a Wimbledon standpoint. We we weren't, I didn't think we were great, but then Brentford. Uh, Brentford, Burton were, I thought, were just as awful. To be fair, I didn't think they really were looking into the game at all at half time. I think we had one shot and sixty-one percent possession. Yeah, we didn't have any shots on target, and we weren't playing playing great. To be fair, I think Robbo changed it 
up at half time and said, look, let's get out a bit more. And other than a, a, a really bad Heitgen error, which again, some people have crucified him for, I'm not going to crucify him for a mistake because the way we play football now is that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? He went to go back to the keeper and that's, we play in them small little squares and triangles and then mistakes are going to happen. It was a bad one, but he still had a good game, Heitgen. I have to say, I agree with you. And I, I've, I started the year as quite a negative on Hartigan, and I, I don't apologise for that because I think it's important to share opinions and share, share them in the right way. Um, but I think he has particularly improved and he's definitely, this is the best version of Hartigan I've seen. Just even the way that his general tempo to his game is good compared to what it was. We always, I always call it the Sammy Moore role who'd get it and always pass horizontal and always pass it horizontal and pass it horizontal. Would be slightly behind the player. It'd take us time. We'd lose momentum. Whereas Heitigan seems to accelerate a lot more with his set pieces as well. And I'm not going to kill him on it. But the, the thing I would say, and I mentioned it very briefly in one of the posts, is that you could say, if you want to be crude, that's two goals we have conceded through very clear mistakes out of, say, 12 games. Ideally, we won't have too many more. But if that was the, a ratio going through, eight goals in a year is a lot. But you'd like to think that won't be the case. And but as but like you would alluded to, the fact that he's been positive, he's hit some good free kicks and dead balls, means that he's more than worth his place. And I don't mind at all. It's just a shame lad at work, Kev, who's, who works with women. He was talking about why don't he just look to play more forwards? And I think that was something that Robbo spoke a lot about. And hopefully it will be something that won't happen again. But we were also the first half a lot of indecision between centre backs, left back, right back, keeper. Lots of that sort of shala shanai, which was a bit disappointing. But the first half was one of the worst first halves I've seen in ages, to be honest. And I think everyone was delighted just to get on with the second half, really, which which was much better. We weren't particularly good all game. As I said before, it seemed to be us playing football then, sort of trying to be physical, hit us on the break. And I think we were worth the worth the equaliser. I think I felt we really needed it, to be honest. And I think McCormick needed it as well. And yes. did you see the video of the little kids celebrating it? That yes. was, if anyone's not we, seen it on um, Facebook, Twitter, I've tr I must try and find out. We, we've, we posted it on, we, we posted, posted it, we posted oh, it on so... us. Yeah, we saw it, well, I saw it on, uh, and we posted, because it, it is what is football's all about. There's three young kids. And it, and what I love about it is just this live viewing. It hasn't been edited or anything like that. They're just watching yeah, the game brilliant. as they go and as we score. And but it, it, and, and that's what Plough Lane's doing at the moment. That's why I love Plough Lane so much. You watch when we score, it's just... Elation straight away, and it's the other it's thing the... which is good, Lee, is that for those parents out there who are not bringing their kids, the kids don't care if it's wet. The, the, those three kids couldn't have cared less if it was hurricane season. They were out there, hood up, parents behind, and they were in that game. What's great about planes? You've got that space, haven't you, between the front of the seat and the and pitch. The, yeah, kids go forward and can stand there. The stewards kind of read it. We have got this weird thing now where for, like adult fans are sprinting after the players, which I think is quite funny, but don't go on the pitch, guys. Seriously, we don't need to go on the pitch. Oh, Just I'm, I'm jump, a different... Jump, go round, get in the get in the mob. We don't uh, need five guys on the pitch every time we score. It would be ridiculous. See, I'm, I'm different to you. I'm on the pitch. No, on the, on the pitch, on the pitch, on the pitch when the one will score, mate. Doing Always. David Pleat. 
Oh, always, always on the pitch. I've never got onto the pitch. I think it's because I'm quite rotund and I can't also get over one. You've of lost your flexibility, mate. Those yeah, I try. Every day I think I tried good. it once. I got I got chucked on the pitch at Barrow away when we were two 0 down and we drew two and uh, I mate Nick. He, I went to go down the front and he grabbed me as I went and then he chucked me over the wall. Uh, I thought I'm getting chucked. Question then, hold on. This has led to it. How many pitches have you been on? Like Wimbledon games. I've only been on the pitch. I reckon once and that was at home when we beat Fleetwood to stay up you I mean on the pitch trying to go on with Harry Pell yeah, but do you mean celebrations or do you mean like after I mean the, celebration like, or yeah but is that during the game whistle, or, like, legging like, it on the oh, pitch Bradford I'm away about how many times have you been on the Don's pitch or on uh, a pitch where we've been playing uh, you said Barrow away you've been kicked off Barrow I didn't get kicked out I thought shit I'm getting kicked out here Barrow's not a place you really want to be getting kicked out at because it's quite far. Uh, Barrow, Eastley. Eastley? What were you... <laughs> we were in, oh, We were in Eastley. I know we're going right off subject here, but it's quite good. Uh, but, I like uh, it. This is good. Go on. We, uh, I think it was a cup game down in Eastley. I got the coach. Uh, and we scored literally last minute. Uh, and I went mental. And yeah, just there was a barrier and I just went through it. Kingsmill I've been on. Uh, Bradford. Last game. Did you uh, go Bradford? Yeah, of course I did. Mate. Uh, did you not? Oh, no, I was right next to Rambo when he was giving it that one on by the changing rooms. No, I'm a bit of a sheep, then I really. So yeah. I saw people on the pitch, thought, yeah, I'm having some of that. Now I've got photos. Brilliant photos. Did you go on the pitch at Accrington? Don't start. Get down. I want at Accrington, mate. Oh, that's awkward. Yes, yeah, one of the best away games probably that ever in our history. Fantastic away. My game. missus broke her finger and had to go and have an operation that no, day. Uh, don't so. I couldn't go, yeah, so it was all her fault. So she's lucky I'm still with her. I loved her. it when they turned the floodlights out. Everyone was like, oh, come on, lads. Seriously, it's an absolute mission yeah. to get I over. would have been on the pitch at Accrington. Where else? So, like, as I said, if I could have got over a few barriers, I probably would have done it at Plough Lane, but I can't really. I'm just too returned. Anyway, going back to... We, we've gone off subject a little bit. We digress. We uh, Is that digress or digress? Digress. Anyway. Pronunciation, yes, obviously. Yeah. I've heard of pronunciation. And... Uh, yeah, first half was awful. And then second half, I think I think where we're struggling at the moment, and these two weeks will give us uh, what I think are needed, is that we, we didn't really have a striker to change up with uh, and bring it up. Do you know what I mean? And we needed like an Ollie Palmer or a, a... Who else have we got up front at the moment? I can't even remember now. I think it's only Ollie Palmer and Presley, isn't it? I could, that's what... Jack Robinson's injured and the two lads... Oh, are and Booty. And Booty, but he's, day, been, uh... he's been played more as a winger than a striker. So, yeah, I'd, I've... Calvin Andrews, is it Calvin Andrews? What's his name? Corey. Corey Andrews. Who's Calvin, Calvin Andrews? Andrew, he's played a Rochdale, doesn't he? That's it. Corey Andrews. I'd, I'd like to bring him back, but I don't think we can until January. Uh, same with Cosgrave. But, but, but he, I, I think Cosgrove, that's an awful loan for Cosgrove. I know we're going off subject totally again. I think this is something we actually will save this and we'll discuss it when we go through our season. Pre- well, like, I thought it so was far. good to see Chelsea legend hustle <laughs> back. He, <laughs> yeah. he was barking about. I think it's actually quite a good point. And I think that. Stopping the rot, if you like, in the last minute against the team. I thought there were two very ordinary teams on Saturday. I think they're both, though, two teams that shouldn't go down. I don't think. I think if some, if either of those teams or squads go down, um, then there'll be a few issues on it. And I think that if you ask at the beginning of the year, I always think that whatever happens, just stay above a point a game. And that, that's how I've always looked at it. And if you look at us where we are now, I'm looking at the table literally as we speak, if I can find it. See, I, um, I, I, I'd like to think we are what? We're 14th. We've got 13 
points from 11. I think had we nicked the Gillingham game, which we probably should have done, that puts you on to 15. I feel I feel mid-table yeah. is where but we you, should be and where we are. Yeah, but you're saying if we had nicked the Gillingham, we didn't. Do you know what I mean? Oh, no, we, we didn't. didn't. So there's no point saying if we had done it, we didn't. We, we drew I one or a think... game that we should have won easy. I think what helped us on on Saturday is their captain getting injured within 60 seconds. That was mad. He's a yeah. massive player for them. I, I do think we needed to win on Saturday because we have a very tough October coming up. Some yeah. very tough games starting with Sheffield Wednesday in a couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? We've got a very hard hard run of games and I do think we needed three points. I'm not one of these people who go, oh yeah, great. We've got a point to stop the rot. Burton are there. They were there for the taking. They weren't, they're not that good. Uh, no. I, I didn't think they had anything up front either that really troubled us, uh, especially considering we concede, like again, if it weren't for a heart mistake, I don't think we concede that game. Uh, but yeah, it is one of the things, and I think most fans out there, although are frustrated with the latter part of the first quarter of the season, if you like, I think 14th, I, I, I'm not too disappointed with where we're at, where we're playing. How we're going about it? We've now got probably got two weeks. Callum Bay will be fit. Palmer will be close. Gives us another opportunity. I want, I just wonder if there's tactical international weeks. You know, I just wonder whether someone said, "Go on, Mabude, on your bike." Jocka was obviously going to go, and we got and Zanev obviously got called up. I just wonder if there's a look, lads. We've got a couple of players injured. You don't fancy well, going to Andorra, do you? Yeah, to be fair, we nearly missed the last international break was nearly called off for us as well, but Mbudi didn't want to go to Turkey. But it's not, I don't know where, where they're playing now, but... Well, I think Scotland 21s are at home. I wonder whether Bezos been like, is that New Zealand? Um, Zanev's been excellent. Well, where is Zanev? Zanev obviously ain't going to New Zealand to play for him, is he? No, they're going to the uh, to a Curacao, or Curacao, if you like. Never heard of it. No, you just made that country up, haven't you? No, look it up on a look it up. Mate, mate I've got very good geography. I'm worldwide. That's what I oh, call it. Well, me. if you're worldwide, you know where Curacao is then. I've never heard of Curacao. Well, then your geography needs a bit a bit of stepping up, mate. Is Let's it far? It. Is it far? It's not a pointless answer. Is I it far? Is it near Magaluf? You can't get the 407 there, that's all I can tell you. Is it near Magaluf? <laughs> yeah. They stop off there apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might not see them for a couple of weeks. It's, it's a decent schlep. You could say it's definitely out. It's not in zones one to five, so you'd have to pay that extra on top. But Mate, I'm, I'm well done to him though, and he's thoroughly deserved. I don't know about anything about New Zealand keepers, but he is thoroughly deserving of being a full international. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I agree with that. And that is—is is he our only full international? Because I know Henry Lawrence has been called up to the under twenty squad, which what again in the, in the current squad? Yeah, I think he's our yeah. only full international because the others like Dan Soccer being called up to Hungary. Just gives us... I think Darius might have. Did he get a gig somewhere? Did he get? Was he? I'm sure he's played international. Football. Oh, Taylor played Maserat. I reckon Darius Charles has, you know, and this is leading us onto our next part, which is almost seamlessly. But um, let me have a look. While I'm well, here. no, our next part is we're going to be discussing the. If we move on, uh, when we come back, we'll be discussing the season so far, and what we think is going to happen after the international break. Uh, okay. Right. So we'll come back in a minute. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Right, so we're back and we're going to be discussing the season so far. Uh, some of our new players, what we think of them, what have are they good enough to play for Wimbledon? Uh, 
uh, and where we think we're going to be going after the two-week break. Can we push back on, back up the table, or will we be struggling and heading further south of the table? So, Dan, what do you think so far of the season and the players that have come in so far? I think we are in exactly where we should be. I don't have, I don't look at how where we are and how we're playing and, and worry that we're going to get relegated at the moment. I do think we're we have shown that we're a bit light in terms of physique and in number, and I think that's something that will be interesting as we go. I think the next month. It's not far off a bit of a write-off. I think we'll get we'll be okay at home for some matches, but we're going away. I don't expect much out of. Obviously, we've got we'll have the FA Cup at some point, which we'll no doubt get some very very far away team that we always do in the first round. We've had Fleetwood, then we had Halifax, didn't we that year? Jersey we, Bulls. Then we had Jer- Jersey Bulls. That will do. Um, but I, I don't have any any issues with where we're at. I think I think we have to just trust Robbo with what he's doing. We knew we had to take a bit of a punter somewhere in terms of the squad, and we've done that up front. I think Lawrence has been outstanding as a young lad who can play. The thing that's so impressive with him is that not only is he a very good player, is he's a very good player in a number of different positions. And we've not even seen him in midfield yet. So I think he has been very, very good. I think Mabude is the Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon's version of Andy Clark, where he looks absolutely amazing. He's like a firework. He goes absolutely mad. He does a couple of amazing things. And then you're like, oh, okay, that, that we didn't quite manage that. Or he, every time he gets the ball, he looks exciting. And he, he's probably a spin of the coin as to whether we're going to keep the possession or not. But he does look exciting every time we get it, which I think is is great. I think George Marsh is good. I, I don't worry about him coming into the side at all for whenever he plays. So I'm quite happy with how he goes about his business. I'm quite... I think Presley will grow on us eventually. I don't think he's going to be the goal scorer that we wanted, but I think he's a centre forward that it's such a difficult one, Ole, isn't it? Because with someone like Presley and these guys, they're young guys, so you need to give them time and space. But at the same time, that doesn't help us. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't help us get three points on the Saturday, but he's a 19-year-old lad. So yeah, for experience it's great, but it's not, it doesn't get us three points on the Saturday. No, I, I I agree with everything you said. Like I'm one of these football fans that it, once we lose a game, I go into proper meltdown mode. Everything shit. You know what I mean? I've never noticed that, Lee. To be honest with you, very fickle. I, I will happily admit I'm probably one of the most fickle football fans there is. Like, but when you sit down and you look, I think it was where was where did we lose recently? If we won that game, we were like fourth in the league at one Who's point. Great? Shrewsbury, yeah, I think... We were 1-0 up, we were fourth, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, Shrewsbury, 1-0 up, yeah, that's correct, Dan. We were fourth in the league. If we're finished and beat Shrewsbury, fourth in the league, everyone's happy, everyone's taking that. We're now 14th in the league, and I think, yeah, we probably are where we, we should be. I think if we finished around that position this season, everyone would go home happy. Uh, with regards to the players coming in, yeah, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with them, I think. Did we need another midfield? Did we really need George Marsh? As as much as I think he's brilliant, uh, and I, I've only one game he's I think he had a poor game was against Rotherham when he came in. But to be fair, not many of them set the world alight that 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 game. Did we need George Marsh, or could we have done with another striker? But then it's a tough one because we bought two strikers in in Cosgrave, and we've got. I think that's, I think that's the bigger point: having a striker, and then. And then sacking them straight off on loan, for me, is the weird thing. I don't have a problem with... 
I think the problem with Marsh and a striker, as you know, is we could have brought another striker in, but um, in terms of George Marsh, I think the price difference would have been would have priced us out of it. Um, I just wonder whether or not having spending a guy who thought was he's too good to to let go, but he's not good enough for the squad, so we put him on loan. I think's a bit. I, See, I understand I think, it, but I don't understand it. I think with Marsh, Marsh was a signing with with the fact that Hartigan was coming back from Newport. Uh, obviously, Robbo wouldn't have had him go out on loan to Newport, I don't think. I think, obviously, it, it's helped him as a person. I don't think it helped him football-wise because I don't think yeah. he was playing that much. I don't think he was really enjoying his football at Newport. Uh, and he's come back and he's a better player, Hartigan. But you didn't know how he was going to react from that. He could have bombed like a lot of people thought he would and yeah. a lot of people hoped he would. Where actually he's risen and he's got better, and Robbo trusts Hartigan now. Where George Marsh would have been coming in, as I said, first game of the season, I was like, why are we playing Hartigan instead of Marsh when Marsh is this ex Spurs? Do you know what I mean? He's got some league experience in him. But Hartigan has a hundred games. I think we forget how young Hartigan is, how good yeah. he is. But I get your point regards to regards to Andrews. I think Andrews was, again, it won a a Robinson signing? No, that was Hod- that, that's the thing that people forget. He's a Hodges signing. It was a Hodges signing. I don't think Robbo was overly keen on him. Uh, but he's gone out alone. He's doing really well at all the shot. You know what I mean? I think he scored seven goals in nine games. Something yeah, like he's that. done all right. You can't knock him for that. Uh, but I don't think we can get him back until January. Uh, no, definitely can't get him back till January. And that's one I would be looking to bring back. But again, Robbo's very much on the... It has to be right for the team. The yeah. morale of the team, and would that bringing him back be? Would he come back with a bit of an ego after doing well? Cosgrave, I think that's an absolute awful loan for me. It's not his fault. I don't think it's the club's fault. What's so bad about that? The fact that Dover are in total disarray, they're on minus points, they're getting battered every week. Do you know what I mean? As a striker, he scored the other night. He scored on Wednesday or Tuesday night. Yeah, Andrews set up two, or, or they played each other, didn't they? Yeah, and I think they lost four-one to all the shot. Uh, no, 2-1, 2-1. Was it 2-1? Yeah, 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 I know Cosgrove scored, but... I think Andrew set up one and they had a, a worldie. But For me, I, mean, I, I just think it's right. not a it's very tricky. good loan for him if he's going out and... Yeah, yeah, so they, they won 2-1 all the shot and it, Cosgrove scored. But if you look at the table, Dover on minus nine points uh, and they've not won a game all season. They've scored, they've drawn yeah. three games. Uh, like Do you know what I mean? So as a striker going there to look to impress, it's a tough one for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, it might make him a better player. And that's probably why Robbo's probably done it and said, look, go develop. I'll tell you got... the one who's exciting me, Lee. Bendel. Mate of mine, Corinth from Casuals, Alfie Bendel, apparently, he's absolutely ripping it up. And he had, he was talking about Rodoni, and he said how good Rodoni was, like when he was there at Casuals two years ago. And he said, Bendel is not as good a player as Rodoni was, but he's a year behind. And he was like, he is really kicking off quality. And Casuals this year, it's not a surprise that Bendel's been playing well. Curry scored yesterday and they won in the cup. He said it there, um, them two in particular, he said have been very impressive. Elliot Bolton, you mean, not Curry. Bolton, not Curry. Sorry, you're right, Bolton. Yeah. Curry's at a totally different club, mate. So Curry's Friday night, that is. But I went, I went to, I've been to see Wingate and Finchley this year. I went to see him in the FA Cup early rounds against Basel. Sammy Hatton. Uh, and Sammy Hatton's there, yeah, he's bald as me now. He uh and they're, they're right, they're, they're a struggling team. I always, I did fancy them, though, to put up a bit of a game against the Corinthian Casuals, but there's two players in that team who are absolutely shining at the moment. Elliot Bolton, I know Robbo's a massive fan of him, and he said he's going to develop later because he is he is smaller than you want from your midfield player, but I reckon he will, he could one day replace uh, Woodyard. And this Alfie Bendel, who's meant to be absolute mustard, 
16 years old. He's absolutely bossy. I think he set one up yesterday. Bolton scored. And he's doing... I'm yeah. raving about him. Totally raving about him. And I think, I think Curry's doing well at... Uh, I don't know where he's... He's at Eastbourne. I think Curry's doing well at Eastbourne. Uh, I think... I did hear that, unfortunately, Frimpong and what's the other kid at Leverhead are struggling a little bit. Okay. What do you mean not... at Merston? No, they're Jay at Leverhead. Hersey's at, at Merston, isn't he? He's doing okay. Yeah, we got we got two at Leverhead. I don't think they're doing overly great. Okay. Uh, and David Fisher's doing well at Hampton. And again, yeah. I, think, I think David Fisher's going to struggle, unfortunately, because we need that. We've got Corey Andrews, Cosgrave, and then Fisher. Fisher's not going to be ever as big as Palmer. No. And he's not going to be, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to be as big as president. We always need, you always need a big lump, don't you? But yeah, I think it's good that our youth players are out on loan. And this is one thing I think Robbo's done well. Well, not one yeah, thing that he's done well. He's doing, many, he's doing many things well, to be fair, Robbo and his team. You can't knock him on the, on the, on the youth player thing at all. Well, they I were think... just getting stagnated in, in our team. They were never getting near the first team. Under Ardley as well, under Wally and under... Well, Wally came in and you thought, here we go, we're going to get... He got him involved for the trips abroad. But then once he got to the season, he didn't bring him into play. Where Robbo trusts him, he's, he's had him for years. And, and, and that's the thing. And some of them will will rise and make it and some of them won't but so what's your what, what I was going to say to you Dan what's your what's your feelings from Robbo Tuvi and the backroom staff at the moment good I, I, I think you have to trust the, you have to it sounds a bit corny but you have to you have to trust the process and I think that I think you have to just back I back the manager completely and, and yes there are moments there's less there's less what are you doing moments if that makes sense like well sometimes we would watch it always used to mind when England, when always we used to play Heskey, we're like, why are we keeping playing this lad? Like mm -hmm. everyone is saying to him, why are we playing him? We would have that with the Trotter and the Saws debacle. Then they would, and, and we had it lots of times on the different managers. But with Robbo, I, I don't often see many, why is this happening? Where, what are you doing type thing? It seems much more sort of common sense and quite obvious. Um, I think he's been good. I think I, I don't know much about Tuber and that, but if Robbo backs him, then that's good. I like the idea of the set piece coach. He's obviously come in and done something okay. I, and again, I presume the guy from Chelsea, the, the guy coming in until January, I presume is a decent shout because he knows some of the players. And I reckon that was almost certainly part of a you can have Lawrence, but you can and then but we would obviously pitch to have him. So I think it's good. I think it's quite refreshing to have it I'm quite positive with where our management is they do speak very honestly and I think as fans that's quite easy to like so it's quite good to have our managers talking honestly and telling us what's going on um, so I've got all faith in Robbo I've got no I don't doubt that for a second no I, I agree I agree with what you said there I, the only problem I've got with is having too many cooks kind of thing so we've got so many coaches we've got coaches for everything now we've got a substitution coach a, a set piece coach or a throwing coach you know what I mean and when does it come down to Robbo then on any mistake? As I said last, I think last week when we lost to Shrewsbury, lost to Rotherham, lost to Arsenal, and then we lost. Who did we lose before to Arsenal? We lost Plymouth, yeah. uh, and I said that for me it fell to Robbo because we lost him four games, and there's things that he could have done differently and stuff. But I love his honesty, as you said. I think it's brilliant when he comes out and he says it's not good enough, or we've had an honest chat. And people go, well, "We're only like eight, nine games into the season. Why are we having honest chats?" 
That's how it should be, isn't it? All walk, walks of life, you should be having an honest chat. Do you know what I mean? If we're not doing a good enough job on the podcast, I expect people to tell us that I think that's shit or your content's rubbish here or this is not very good. You know what I mean? And 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 I'd expect that. And I said, I think oh, Rob, I like Rob too. I think he's, I've known Rob for many, many years. And I think he's a great, great bloke. Again, I don't know much about him as a coach, but he's obviously doing something right. And he's coached the kids. He's coached all the way up. So he's worked hard to get in that position. It's not like he's just come in as Robbo's mate. He's been at the club for years and coached from under 12s up to the under 18s, the reserves in the first team. And again, I like that kind of thing that Wimbledon do is that if you work hard, you'll get an opportunity where, you know what I mean? Robbo nearly got overlooked for the job previously uh, for Wimbledon legend. Uh, And it worked out. We stayed up. But now, as I think there is a, a process in place. And as you said, it sounds like he loves that saying, but... It, you can see it. You can see we want to get Alfred Bendel into the first team in a couple of years. An 18-year-old midfielder who's going to go on and make us I a think, couple of million pounds. I think the one thing that he desperately needs from all of us, and it is so difficult, but he does need our patience. And he does need us to understand <laughs> long-term, and I'm, I'm, point, I'm looking at you here, but in general, we, he needs to, we all have to, as fans, understand that this year's been exciting, but we're going to get the fruits of our labour. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And Robbo, when he talks, when he talks on the interviews after games, and he says there's, there's, he gets to fans who want just who care about results. To be fair, that is mainly me. I do care about results. I don't want to see us getting beat one nil, one nil one. But I can kind of see where we're coming from, and I'm looking at the team now, and I'm looking and thinking, this is exciting. I do want to watch Wimbledon every week. Where previously, last season before Robbo came in, I didn't, and I think a lot of people were the same. People were finding excuses not to go and watch Wimbledon. Especially, well, you couldn't go watch the games, but it was on TV. So, yeah, I would go shopping with the missus. Do you know what I mean? I am going to go fishing. I am going to do this or that and stuff instead of watching I mean, Wimbledon. How, how anyone can... You can have your critiques or whatever, but there hasn't been a more pleasing Wimbledon team to watch than this one. I mean, let's be honest, we've had... We've had a since, since the playoff winning team, which yeah, we've I mean, talked about before. But even that team, that team had a similar to this guys. They had a that they were they got to December and they were okay, it's nothing special, and then they just clicked and they started going all guns barrel. And we actually started attacking. I feel that this is a group of guys who are going to play football in a in a in a positive, entertaining way. And whether we win, losing, or drawing it, by and large, we're going to see us playing a more attractive possession-based game of football with us having the ball more than others, which is good. Do you think because we've been so spoiled as Wimbledon fans over the years, we've we've never been relegated, I don't think, as AFC Wimbledon. No. We've only ever won things. Yeah. We've only ever been promoted. Yeah. Do you think we, when we got into League One, obviously we've had, it's, it's been tough because we're, we, we have been near relegation a couple of times. We uh, we could, the league. We could, yeah, we could do with a mid-table finish in League One. But have we got a spot? Do we forget that who is in this league? You look at the league and you're looking yeah. at it, it switches and Charlton's who are struggling. We've got Portsmouth, Sunderland's. We're playing Sheffield Wednesday in a couple of weeks. We've got, we played Bolton. Do you know what I mean? We were in League Two a couple of seasons ago who got promoted. Do you know what I mean? We're playing big teams every week, pretty much. We get the Burtons, the Cambridges, the Morecambe's and stuff, which were always Atkinsons, like us, who always punch above their weight. But this is a tough old division. It really, we're going to play in 10 grand a week or whatever it is for a striker they got from Sunderland, even though they had no money a couple of years, like a year ago. 
League, it's, league One is a great league. And I'll be honest, when Wimbledon and AFC, when Wimbledon did their thing and AFC women did their thing, I genuinely didn't believe we're getting the Football League. Hand on heart, I thought, this is great. And it could be a fad of some sort. I felt there was a lot of energy behind it. And I thought, we'll get some momentum and we'll get to Ryman Prem and then we'll get Conference South. And then I thought it'd get tricky. And then we got in the conference and I thought, okay, well, this is us. And then that first year in the conference, we were up quite high up. And I thought, well, I don't, and I genuinely don't believe, Lee, and I'll be honest here, if we were to do our story again 15 years later, so we are now in the conference, I don't think we do, I don't think we make the jump. I think there'll be people like Wigan, and I think that the game has moved so quickly that I don't feel, hand on heart, that we would go into the Football League as quickly as we did then. No, I agree. And I think football is a wave sometimes. And you once you get on that wave, it's hard to not... You know what I mean? When we got promoted from the conference to the Football League, we were on a wave. We were at the top of that wave and no one was taking us off that wave. Do you know what I mean? When we beat Plymouth, everyone knew it. And I think we've, we have been waving, riding a wave since we started pretty much. And everything has gone our way. We are great. When we first started and I looked at it, I thought the conference was our Premier League. Because yeah. we could then travel across the country. You play your big teams as well. Like now, if you look at the conference now, you've got Wrexham's who are spending big money. Salford's have come out of it, again, spending huge amounts of money. You've got your little teams in there, like your Wilsons and stuff. We had Luton at the time. We had Luton, Luton in our one. <laughs> Luton, mad. You think they're an established championship team now? And they always would be. They're, they're a huge club. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I think once the international... I think the international breaks could do us a huge favour. And I'm glad we have got it. I know it's no football and I'd be gagging to watch football on Saturday, but I think we needed it. It means that Presley's and players like that can have a rest. Assal needs a rest. I think we forget, he's 19, Ayab Assal. 19 years old and he's just set the world on fire for us at the moment. Yeah. And he needs a rest. I'm amazed he hasn't got a gig, you know. I'm amazed that Albania on the 21s and not look at him. And I'm amazed... He's Moroccan, that's why. Okay. Oh, there you are, Moroccan then. And I'm amazed that Presley isn't playing under 21s or under 19 Scotland, but Mabude is. I'm quite surprised about that. Is he... Mabude is being pulled up. I'm surprised that, Scott, that Presley hasn't been, considering he's scored a lot of goals. Yeah, but is he Scottish? Who? Presley? Well, I know his dad was, but. Yeah, we must have been. His dad's Scottish, and he's obviously going to be Scottish as well. I'm sure he's played Scotland under 19s or something like that. I'm certain. You sure? No, I'm not sure, obviously. Obviously, I, I haven't done my full research, but I thought that he would have quite possibly played some sort of youth-level football, um, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, it was capped by Scotland at under-16 and under-17 level. You're right, yeah. Mabude, Mabude is playing for the Yeah, but you've got to remember that Mabude played in Scotland. So that's a totally, totally different reason. You think he played it for Glasgow? Yeah, but he's not now, age. though, is he? He's no, but he, he's he, he might he's have been playing a, for under 17s, 18s, and he's playing for under 19s now. But you think he might have been established as a Scotland under 21 player, gone to Watford? Do you know what I mean? They know what he can do. It's better than calling up someone they don't know about and he's only been playing for Brentford B. It's one of the discussions we were talking about earlier. But yeah, Aya Vassell, I didn't even know he's gone from Morocco to Albanian in the space of a week as well. That's... It can happen, mate. My it's mate's, one, my mate's just got a Moroccan flag with AA on it. And he's it's one, fl- it's one flight. Just one flight. He's if you to want to get, get it, it, stay in Europe, just get on an easy jet. It. He's going to have to get that changed. Speak but, to uh, 
Well, for me, going back to our discussion, for me, I think AFSL Player of the Year by Country Mile at the moment. Yeah, I don't. I I I don't think you're going to find anybody better at the moment, and I think that he is going to be the one. Him, he he is. I think him and Woodyard, him Woodyard and Hartigan, are the three that are relatively clear, followed yeah. in the pack by someone like Zanev and maybe Nightingale. What you you winding me up now? You're forgetting one big player there as well. Who am I forgetting? Henry Lawrence. Well, I don't think he says. I don't think he's been as influential as a Sal I, and I'd put Woodyard him, and Hartigan. I put him below Woodyard. I so put him in the same bracket as Hartigan. The first player is a Sal. Yeah, Woodyard. And then the second player you're picking is Woodyard. Woodyard, and then the third uh, player you're picking is Henry Lawrence. Henry, Henry Lawrence. Okay. Well, I would have gone. I think he's an absolute Sal, baller, mate. He's... Woodyard, and then I would go for Lawrence. Well, no, because you already said Zanef. You already said Zanef and someone well, else. Well, I said Zanef, and I'll say Lawrence in the same in the second tier of my young, selection process. Young, young player of the year is Henry Lawrence by country mile at the moment as well. I think over a Sal, yeah. Well, a Sal's going to get player of the year, not young but players. He's going to get both. Player. Yeah, there's no rule against it. Well, I, I don't like one player. But what you're saying is you're, rubbish, you're saying that a Sal is player of the year, <laughs> but he's not going to be player of the year, even though he's probably the same age as as Henry. No, yeah, but it's, you know what I'm saying. No, I'm just, like just, just trying to clarify that. But what do we do with Luke McCormick? I just keep playing him. Playing keep in the middle. Work. He was definitely okay. He, no matter what's happening, though, he is definitely drifting to the left. So whatever's yeah. going on, he is definitely... He started in the middle. When the game started the other day, they were clearly had um, Rodoni on one side, Asal on the other, McCormick in the middle. And throughout that game, he was drifting to the left. He never pops up on the right McCormick. He's always on the left or in the middle. So if there's it, obviously something that they're talking about, McCormick, you're going to play in this area, which I don't know if it suits him or not, but that's what he's currently doing. Because we all think he's the number, he should be playing behind the striker. Or yeah, the strikers. I so, yeah. But we don't know where he's played before for Chelsea or what he's done for Bristol Rovers. Did he play as that role for Bristol Rovers? Because he apparently was mustered at Bristol Rovers. But none of us know because none of us watched him play regularly. We just heard, scored, saw his goals. Heard that he was playing really well. Bristol Rovers fans loved him and wanted him back. I just don't know if that's his position then. If he is a left left with midfielder, left wing, I don't. I don't think he is. But it's just weird how we keep playing a player who could really influence influence games, playing behind a striker, and we're putting him on the left. Well, is I'm, that is that to get Ayabasel into the games because possibly, we don't want him as a winger? But for the hype and for the press and for everything that we've heard about. Be honest, McCormick hasn't been as influential a player as we probably thought he would be. Would that be fair? And that's yeah. not his fault, but that's a reality. He scored a goal Saturday, scored at Doncaster. <laughs> he isn't as influential in the game as a Sal is, as probably Rodoni is, um, as obviously maybe Hartigan or even Woodyard. I think McCormick has been not, I wouldn't even say hit and miss. For me, he's just been a solid seven every week without mm. drifting higher than that. I, th I think this could sound harsh, but I think he's probably the, the new sign in the player that has probably disappointed most fans. Not because he's not trying, not because he don't get it, just because we expected probably more from him, from the hype that we got when we signed him and what we heard about it that he'd done last season in this division. Yeah, uh, Bristol Rovers did go down, though, to be fair, so maybe he wasn't that good and they just were rubbish and he, he was the shining light. But yeah, I think out of all the players, if you look at our thing, I, I, again, I don't think Presley set the world alight, but 
I can see what people see in him. Uh, but yeah, McCormick with the hype, I expected him to be getting a few goals, a few assists. Well, yeah, uh, that's the thing though. He has though. He has scored a couple of goals. He scored two he goals. Assists, which is I, think, I expected more. What in eleven games? Yeah. How many goal? How, how many goals should he score in a year? Ten. Uh, Ten to fifteen. Okay. If, well, he's not, he's on that. He's not far off that now. Remember, we've we've not got Piggott this year, who's got no, no, twenty-five no, okay, goals for us. So we need that. to share the goals around. Presley's not going to get ten this year. No. Palmer, Palmer, you'd hope he would, but he ain't going. That ain't going to happen now. I don't think with his. The better question is the aggregate. How are we getting on with the aggregate now? Piggott would have scored what mid twenties, say last year, right? Scored twenty-five, I think. Last twenty-five, year. okay. And a South scored last year, so we take him out of the equation. So we're looking at Presley. McCormick, Radoni, probably, and Mabudi, sorry, need to equal minimum pres, uh, Piggott's goals. Mabudi's got what, one? Yep. Two, don't count the cup. Take the cup Bolton. out of it. Bolton. Mabudi's got one. Presley's got one. One, yeah, because he's got two in the cup. Radoni's so got two. Oxford, yep. two. Yep. Who's called at Malcolm? Hartigan. Asal. Asal. Cheers, it. One other. Can't remember now. But it won't. But I'm just interested. How many Palmer got? Yeah, he scored, is he? No, he has. One goal. He scored the opening goal at Gillingham. One goal. Yeah. So So he's probably he's got one. So if you think about McCormick's got two. McCormick's got two. So you got. So we're talking about trying to match minimum Piggott's goals, taking away the guys who played last year, which is Palmer and a sour little bit. We're probably not far away from his goals. He's obviously, we popped up with goals from defenders, but I think they're always a bonus. I yeah. think the real you've got to look at. Well, you the, think the front four needs to equal Pigger as a minimum? Yeah, we didn't just score twenty-five goals last year. We scored more, and that was coming from yeah. the players like Will. Will get Will always gets you two or three goals a season. And again, yeah. well, not they always do, but you expect five goals from at least your your back four yeah, during you the season. So. so. But yeah, no, I get what you mean. So, when we come back from the international break, do you, do you fancy us to kick up? Do you think we'll go up the league or do you think we are going to struggle? I think we're going to have a tricky couple of games. We've obviously got Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday at home, which I think we we'll, might get a point. We've obviously got Wigan away. We've got Cambridge away. And we've got the FA Cup. So, for me, I would take three, three draws and a win in the FA Cup. I think I would take three points out of nine. I think, bearing in mind, Wigan should run away with this league. They've been bossing it. So, take them. I don't think there's any point in thinking that if no. we nick anything there, it'll be a result. Sheffield Wednesday and Cambridge, I've, I'd like to think we might nick one win out of two. I can see four points from the three games. Okay. I can see us okay. getting a point against Wednesday. They're not that quick. They're not that great. They've got people like Barry Bannon still who are, who are yeah. too good for League One. But on their day, on our day, we can beat anyone. I fancy a draw. Wigan, it's, it's a tough game to go to. I think, we're, yeah, I, f- I can't see us winning that one. But Cambridge is the one we need to look at and think, yeah, we've got to beat them. And in between you know that, I mean? we've got Lincoln away. Yeah, again, that's another tough one. Again, uh, that's two away games, I think we'd have I to be looking. I'd like six points, I think, and then 12. I'd take uh, four, I think. I'd take four or five, four or five points out of them, four. Uh, and then the FA Cup, I think we need a good FA Cup run with the the money that it could bring in. If we can get Chelsea away or something like that, we could bring in, you know, we see how much money we can make out of Arsenal. The FA Cup would be a totally different story. So. I think we'll be, um, like I said, I think 
it, I don't want to get too wrapped up with October because October could be quite lively, and, and that won't it won't dictate our season. But I think we've got to get to Christmas and reassess. And I think if we get to Christmas and we're not, I think if we get to Christmas and we're roughly six points ahead of the drop, I'll be over the moon. Yep. Uh, whether we will be, I don't know. And it means that when we get to January, we can have a real have a look. Because there are some good players who are unattached now who haven't got a club who would I think would do a world a really good job. But I think let's get we've got to get to Christmas and we've got to try and see get our players fit and have a really good look and see what we've got. I agree. And before we move on, if you're gonna mark us out of ten so far, what you what are you giving giving us? Um seven and a half. I could Solid. Yeah, I, was, I, think it's, I think this is I, been, I had seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. I think I think the players have been decent. We've enjoyed watching football. It's great to be back at Plough Lane. We've worked hard. I think the, the, the lads have clearly got a good idea what we're doing. We've been unlucky in a few little games. We've had a couple of silly little mistakes. But we are Wimbledon. That's exactly what we do. And no, I think I, seven, and eight, uh, seven and a half, I think, it's pretty good. I agree. I think there's some games we, we should have won, like Gillingham. Uh, and then there's games that I thought we wouldn't win. Uh, and we did. And then you've had comebacks against Bolton, Morecambe. You know what I mean? Show us that what I like this season is the players care. The players yeah. will be fighting every every minute, uh, and that's the difference, I think, this year. And, and as you said, we've got Plough Lane. It's good to go watch football. Everyone wants to get back to Plough Lane as soon as the game finishes. They don't want to go home. It'll so, be good to see what other people think. I mean, if you get the chance, guys, and you're listening, and thanks for listening if you are, and you get the chance to put down your what you reckon out of 10 for where we're at, I'd love to see how... I, I can't imagine many under five, but I'll be <laughs> interested to see whether we're whether we're watching the same games or not. No, I, I I agree. I was going to say seven. I think yeah. As much as I moan and uh, about football, but I don't like losing. So every time we lose, it is literally toys at the pram. And you the are week. looking forward to the next game, aren't you? Let's be honest. We're all, we all are. The so weekend's ruined, great. but yeah, I can't wait for Tuesday to watch the next game. But yeah, that's yeah. football for you, isn't it? Right, we'll move on. And when we come back, because it is the international break, we're going to be discussing players that should have played either for England or should have played more times for their clubs. Country, sorry. Correct. The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans. Right, we're back. And as said previously, it is International Weekend, and this is something new to us, an International Weekend. It's well, if it's this weekend, we should say hola or bienvenue. Or any, any, any foreign language stuff for you, Lee? Uh, good and talk. Uh, Spoken the English. Oh, that's nice. Or that, you just, is that what got you a lovely lady, is it? You're German? Or you just put an O on the end of anything. So if you're like, say you're in Beer-o. a Spanish bar, you go biro, two O, biro, please O. And it's just, it just works. Any, any, you could go Germany, go two biro. I don't know why I'm putting that accent on. I'm like Joey Barton when he played in France. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. I wonder if it's a country that it didn't work. We'll get loads of complaints when, about that now. If you're in Europe, you said to Biro in Uzbekistan whether you'd get the, the response <laughs> you wanted. I reckon you would. I reckon you would. If anyone's out there, test it out. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistani Wombles. Oh, yeah. That's what we, we want to hear from. from we want to hear yeah. from you. Do, do, a mad one, right? This is, again, we're not talking about international football. But do you know there's a Russian football Wimbledon in Russia? Uh, and they play Russian games again. Wimbledon. What do you mean, like, like a fans group? 
Well, no, they're not really. They don't support Wimbledon. They just play under the name, uh, the moniker of Wimbledon. They've got a kit with the Wimbledon badge on it, and they're called AFC Wimbledon Russia. They play against Charlton Russia uh, right. and Portsmouth Russia, and all. It's. Just, I think it's just like a power league, but they have to be caught, and they play in. They play in the Wimbledon kits and everything. God. And it's in so, Russia. Yeah, I wanted to go out there. What's their kit? Huh? What spot we should have a stag do and go out there and play? Yeah, mate, it's mad. I couldn't believe it. They're on Instagram, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, Wimbledon, Russia. Well, yeah, it's mad. Anyway, let's get back to the subject at hand. And as I said, I've got, I've got, I've got ten players down. Some people okay. might have more, or they might think these players probably don't deserve to play for England. But these, when I was growing up, I thought these players should have played more games for their country. Uh, okay. Actually, so I'll start us with Big John Fash. Fash the Bash. He played two games for England. That was it. Did he and play was... for Nigeria? Because there was always that rumour because he was Nigerian that he might have gone off and like Corker's gonna Corker, Stephen Corker. Um, he was England for a game. He's now gonna play for Sierra Leone. You've got Wilfred Zahar doing like the Ivory Coast. Don't know whether Fash went on to play Nigeria, but I know there's always that talk about no, it. No, he didn't. Yeah. He he never played, yeah, he never played. he played two games for England, but yeah, he never played. And I think he should have played more games for England. Again, you look at the competition you're probably up against at the time, and you probably think, well, yeah, some of the strikers that England had at that time were unbelievable. But I just thought John Fashnu just bullied teams back in the day. And I think because of who he was, do you know what I mean? He's got 107 goals in 276 games for England, uh, for Wimbledon, and never he played two games for England. Uh, and that was in 1989. Wasn't it? That was the problem with that team. I, I think, yeah, I think that was the thing. Because of who he was, I think that's the reason why he didn't play more games for England. I think because he had his, the way his manners and the way he is about and the way he goes about stuff and the way he talks and stuff like that, people just didn't fancy him. He probably was too big of a character to then put what, into an England. That, that generation of Wimbledon fan, they were well unlucky. You think about from like 86 to 91, can't play in Europe. We probably would have qualified <laughs> top six, yep. won the FA Cup, I mean, they and they had a decent squad who probably would have been Europa League now. If West Ham oh. played in Europa League, we would have done top six. They were well unlucky. Who do you think we were running? Side. One Terry FA Cup. Keith Curl. One FA Cup no, didn't qualify for Europe. Well, when we won the FA Cup, we didn't qualify for Europe. Well, that, which... but that was because England teams were banned. Not yeah. No, but that's what I mean. But that's because yeah, England, England teams at that time were banned. And I think. Wimbledon at that time would have gone on and bullied some of these teams. The Barcelonas and the AC Milans and things like that wouldn't have fancied playing Wimbledon. Not a plough lane on a Tuesday night or yeah, Wednesday night. Imagine how funny it would have been. Dave Besson just whacking it. But also, well, on a more serious note, had we have won that FA Cup and had Europe, whether a lot of them players, because a lot of them left relatively quickly after. Vinny didn't last long. Dave Besson went. Wisey went. Be fascinated to know how many of them would have stayed on had we had that proper European football. But anyway. Well, I, I don't yeah, think they would have stayed on because of the clubs they went to. What, you the think, money? Why, why is he Chelsea, went to Chelsea? Chelsea weren't Europe. Chelsea yeah. weren't big. Leeds were a big club, but they weren't, they weren't at that time probably near top where we were until they, obviously, Wilkinson took over with Cantona. But yeah, anyway, sorry, I'm just... So, so you just, you mentioned another one. He never played for England while he was at Wimbledon. Uh, big Dave Besson. Yeah. He played for the England B team between 88 and 89. Uh, that's when he might have played for the England B team when he was just finished. No, he, he left uh, Wimbledon he in 88 to go to... He went to the World Cup, though, didn't he? 1990. 
Yeah, he went to New. He went to Newcastle. Then he went to Chelsea. It's only really when he was at Chelsea that he started getting in the England team. But when he was at Wimbledon, he never got in the England team, and he played England B seven games, and England he only played two games. And he was probably one of the best keepers around at that time, I think. But again, it's mad to me that he played for some massive club like Chelsea. He didn't get a look in at Wimbledon just as he was then moved to Newcastle. That died um, off, didn't it? England B. Yes. I remember, Chris, do you remember Dean Holdsworth played? Well, you, you keep just taking the players up. You're just so insane. <laughs> you keep taking the players <laughs> off my list. But yeah, again, another one. Yeah, Ben, uh, uh, who was it? Sorry, you just said Dean Holdsworth. He had one you know, game for England B. I think England B came to an end when Chris Sutton said, I ain't playing for England B. It's either England or nothing, really. And I think that's died off. But again, you just nicked, you just said one straight away. That I don't I had. think he was quite England, but good player, though. Well, Dean Ellsworth? Yeah. Again, he played for England when he was with us. It was England B, sorry. He played one game, scored one goal in 1994. I think he should have got more caps. But again, you look at that time of year, 1994, who was in the that's England Les team? That's Ferdinand, that's Robbie Fowler. That's Robbie Fowler. Or Michael Owen. Talking about a player that didn't play for England, I know he didn't play for Wimbledon, but Robbie Fowler, how did he not get many caps for England, man? Matt Letizia, Ian Wright. Matt Letizia, again, you're picking people that don't, didn't ever play for England. Who? Robbie Fowler and Matt Letizia. They did play for England. They literally got hardly any caps. If you but look they, at the, they Factually, they definitely did play. Yeah, but not a lot. I'm no, I agree. I I, and Ian Wright. Ian Wright didn't play a huge amount. Andy Cole. Another you, one around you think that you had time. Teddy, Teddy Shurnham. Yeah, you're looking at... Matt Letizia played eight games for England, mate. That's shocking Mad. for a player of his standard. But he, he, I think he was in the Wimbledon bracket of didn't play many games due to the fact of the club. Because we were winning loads of trophies. I think they were like, right, we'll see you later. But for me, Dean Ellsworth should be playing more games. Right, come on. Give us some more. Give us some more names. Robin Fowler only played 26 games for England. That's a travesty. He was unreal. But I still think Dean Oldsworth, he should have been playing more games. He played one England B international, which, again, for me, is an absolute travesty because he was he was scoring goals for fun at that time. Uh, but, again, you're coming up against people that are mustard, like shearers and things like that. So a big one for me that never got one cap for England and again, you look at the competition he was coming up against. He was looking at his size. You're looking at, he probably wasn't, he ain't a big centre-back, but Chris Perry did not play for England. Did not have an injury. Jolly, cap. we're merry. We love our Chrissy Perry. Mate, he was unreal. and uh, He didn't He didn't get it looking again, but because everyone thought, oh, when he moved from Wimbledon, he would get caps, but he didn't. But again, if you're coming up against Rio Ferdinand, Sol Campbell's, John okay. Terry's, Tony Adams at the time, I think, was still playing for I England. think the thing with him, A, was who he was playing for, but also I just don't think he was good enough on the ball. I think that might have been the reason why, but watching him every week, he was sensational. He was Mate, absolute... No one beat him in the air. No, and you watch against some of, some of the teams like Man U and Arsenal's and Chelsea's, and he just absolutely... just take Well, I said to you earlier, how Steve Howie in the Newcastle team, which deliberately had one of an absolutely pants defensive backliner, how Steve Howe, he went to Euro 96 and they didn't even look at Perry. That's yeah. the scary bit. You think, right, there has been some Carlton Palmers who have played <laughs> yeah. I know, like, but I mean, come on. 
Carlton Palmer, mate. What is scary? You you calling him Steve Howie when it was Steve Howe? No, Steve yeah. Howie. Not even that, Steve Howe. How? He spelled O W E Y. Steve Howie. No, for Newcastle. No. You're Steve going Howe. bad. You've lost the plot, mate. You have. You've had no sleep. Look, it's Steve <laughs> Howie. No, nah, Steve Howe. Everyone calls Howe? him Steve Howe. Yeah, that was his nickname. We'll say it, Steve Howe. No, his name is Steve Howie. Well, I might have had one there. I don't know. Right. Anyway, let's move on because Chris Perry, hundred percent. I, I don't. I, Steve I, Norman I, Howie is an English former footballer who played as a centre back for the England national team, and he played four games. See, that's Steve four Howie. more. Oh, Chris, Howie, the lads, man. I'd, I'd have any Wimbledon fans say that Chris Perry should not have played for. He should have definitely played for England. Uh, right. So I move on again. Another one who I didn't actually know was English. I thought he was actually Scottish. Another centre-back who I thought raved about, and he was down at Plough Lane recently, was Dean Blackwell. I thought <laughs> Dean Blackwell was mustard. Come on. Come he on, played England on. under-21, but I would have had him in the England squad. No, no, Lee, no. You're not having no, that one. No, Dean Blackwell. You can't have Dean Blackwell in the England squad. Come on, we're, we're gonna, people are going to turn off now. Right, you're saying no to Dean White then? No, absolutely not. All right, what about this the next one then? Manage Wimbledon. And I know people say, well, he was going up against Beckham and people like that on the right wing, but Neil Ardley. No. You're not having Neil Ardley in the England no, squad? Nowhere near it, mate. Mate, at that time, he, he was playing under 21. He played 10 games at under 21 level. Yeah, he but... I think he should have, I think he should have at least got a cap at England level. There was one time when he was. Why don't we just cap at England? When he, no, no, it ain't just about anyone cap. English well, in the Premier League. To be fair, you look, you, you, you look at Darius Vassell and Blimin Ricketts got caps for England. And there's times when people were just getting caps for fun. They were giving them out like confetti. But Neil Hardley, do you remember the season when we beat Chelsea 4-2 and he scores from about 30 yards out? Yeah, when the ball went straight down the middle and the keeper slipped. Yeah, we all know that one. Yeah, we were all there. Yeah, but he was absolutely running rings around people I know, at that time. Neil Hardley's not going to play for England, Lee. Come on, keep the credibility here. So you're not even Dean Blackwell or Neil Hardley? No, right. absolutely well, the, not. The viewers will say if they think them too. The, one who, the, the other one who should definitely have played for England was Robbie L, and we all know it, but he went to Jamaica first, and we all know that's true. No, he didn't go to Jamaica first. He was waiting for him. This is this. That's that was the shambles. He was the, the last Robbie man. The shambles. He was the one I was going to finish with because he was the. I think he's Wimbledon's best ever player. I'm finding Robbie it hard L. to disagree with you. I he was. If you'd never watched Robbie L, I feel sorry for you, really, because he was. Again, he wasn't tall, but he just yeah. How he he never went to an absolute huge club, is beyond me. You think now, I think he's probably... Would you have him on... Who would you compare him to nowadays? N'Golo Conte? That, I think Conte's no, better. He's more. he's probably a bit more attacking than that. Yeah, he's, he scored goals. He, he scores goals. He was quite heady. Mate, his header against Man U was unbelievable in the F. He's just... Yeah, he's not as quite... He's not a flary, but he's... Oh, I think he, he was waiting to be capped for England. It never come, and then he got the chance to then go to the World Cup with Jamaica, and he said, "Yeah." And he went and played eight times for Jamaica, and a lot of them were in that World Cup when he went. And I think he scored their first ever goal in the World Cup. He did, Croatia header. Yeah, so I watching that in my mum and dad's room, going absolutely potty. I, I, I can take on the chin Dean Blackwell and Neil Ardley, but yeah, Robbie L. Robbie L. Chris Perry should have hundred percent played for England at that time. And this is one right. I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this one. If you say Peter Fear, I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. Peter Fear and Stuart Carstein should have been in the centre midfield for England. Uh, 
This one, he ended up playing for Wales, but he actually was England under-21 player. Right. And he ended up only playing seven times for Wales, which is this has shocked me that he only played seven times for Wales. Right. Ben Thatcher. Yeah, good player. How he only played seven games for Wales? I th- he was a fan. I, I really like Thatcher. I know you're a big Kimball fan, but I thought... I when we got Thatcher as well, mate. When we got Thatcher, I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was a very, very good, typical Wimbledon kind of signing. Bit of a lunatic. The whole elbow with Summerby was pretty rough, but he was a he was a proper footballer, wasn't he? Can you imagine him getting away with that? Now? Did he even get booked? Did he get sent no, off? He got sent off for that day. I think. He did get sent I, off. He got sent off. For, he got sent off retrospectively. Yeah, I don't even think anything happened. It's on his that face, and you see his face like I'm gonna do you. Really nice guy though. He's not like that off the pitch, but he yeah he only played seven times for Wales. Do you reckon that's because of that anger issue that he had? Not sure. I mean, I know they had Paul Bowden at left back at that time, who was a really solid Swindon guy who played a lot. Um, so whether they didn't, whether he just... But remember at the same time, though, Lee, seven games, that's for Wales, that's over at least a year, maybe even a year and a half. Yeah, it's not a lot. Play... No, no, it's not a lot, but to be in the be the first choice left back for a year and a half is a pretty good effort. No, I'm not. I, mean, I think he should it's have been not, playing. There's no tournament football. It's not like now where you've got double games and triple games and stuff. Yeah, and Wales never about... qualified for tournaments back then, to no, be fair. They never, about... never even got close. But You're talking about over the over the course of probably been picked in squads for two years or so. And talking about, a diff- again, another player that played for a country, uh, he played for Scotland, and we were talking about earlier, you weren't overly keen on him. But Brian McAllister, yeah. he only got three caps for Scotland. And he went for a season when he was probably one of our best centre backs at that time. Yeah, probably one of probably one of the best centre backs in the Premier League at that time. He was decent, but I don't, he, again, he had one good season. I will give you that, but he should have played every game. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know who might have been around, but if you think, think about people like Colin Hendry, Blackburn, he was a monster. He, Blackburn, he, they won the league, six. so probably, he would have yeah. been, he'd have been busy in that. Um, Richard Goff, obviously Rangers legend, as you know. Huh? He wasn't Scottish, was he? Richard Goff. I'm sure he played for Scotland. I could be going. Am I going mad? I'm sure he, he was. was I thought he was Australian. I, I thought he played. Richard Goff played against England in the in the Euros. I, I mean, we're letting ourselves. We are, we are not fact checking ourselves, are we? He, he was actually born in Sweden. He's a Scottish professional footballer. Was he? I, I've yeah. Yeah, he did. Played for Scotland 61 times. I fact checked. I'm sorted. You need to sort your life out. Oh, I, I like Rangers. And on a yeah. slightly different note, Lee. AFC Wimbledon Internationals. Who's on your list? I've got Quezzy Apaya. <laughs> He's never been a he was a, he was, a, was he at Wimbledon when he was at when he played for Ghana? I don't know, but he played. I think for, he, he played for Ghana. He played. He played for Ghana just before he signed for Wimbledon. Played for uh, Reading, didn't he? He was there, but he, yeah, as far as I'm saying, he's an international. He Shane Smeltz. Oh, Shane Smeltz, man! What an international I think he, he was. was. The first international we had, wasn't he? Yeah, and what a player Shane Smokes was, man, at that time. Oh, Winning that league. Montserrat. Montserrat, yeah. spoke about Darius earlier. Yeah. Grenada wanted to get him twice, but he said no twice. That's him. Nick Zanev, obviously. And I was sure, and this is a bit out of left field, Jermaine Darlington, I think, might have played international football. I'll let Lee check if it's a pointless answer. I don't I am... know. Have we, got, have we had any other? Neil Sullivan? Sully, I was going to say, Sully, he was a very good... If we're talking about the players that were very good internationals... then We're just talking about anyone who's played international football and have played for AFC Wimbledon. 
Jermaine Donald has never played international foot, mate. So, unfortunately, okay, I'll, I'll take it off the list. But yeah, is there anyone uh, else who's played, who's played international football? John Meads was it was under Wales. Wales. Wales under twenty one. We've got that geezer in the uh, youth team at the moment, who's at the Welsh under twenties, under twenty ones. Yeah. Morgan, uh, he's meant to be a good prospect. Yarko Oxenham, he was on. Oh no, Mikel Fors was he in? The, or did he play in a bit vague in it? I don't think he's I'm played. Not having him, mate. He ain't our player. He's on loan. You can't have on loan. I don't think he played for Holland when he was with us, mate. I don't think he was getting near the Holland team. Well, I mean, I'm just saying overseas players. <laughs> You're just mate. saying people don't with foreign names now. I think if anyone's played for, played for Gibraltar, can't think anyway, of I, I've still got two more to go on my list, though. Well, go back to that. Well, let's do it then. Let's have it. Uh, I've got Warren Barton. Only played yeah. three times for England. Really? Only played three times for what England. years was he then? I don't know. I didn't look that much into it. I reckon he was just around before 96 because Gary Neville came and that was that. I don't think he played for England when he was with us. Uh, Oh, he he could. The thing is, he left us in 95. He played for England in 95. That happened so many times, though. Scales was the same. I think it was at Newcastle when he played for uh, for England. Scales was the same. Never, Never had a chance playing for England. Left us, went to Liverpool, got a game for England. Like but that, you know, that's my list. That's the players I think should have played for England or their country more than they did. I, uh, yeah, Chris Perry and I think uh, Robbie L were the big ones for me. I think at that time they were, they were, um, um yeah, um, I used to ring up Capital. You remember Capital Sport? I do remember Jonathan Pierce. Jonathan Pierce, and I used, to, I, I had a couple of conversations with him on that about Chris Perry playing for England, and he agreed with Rash. Yeah, I think he should have played him and him and uh, what's his name, Robbie L, a two that should have definitely played for England before. I Robbie think, chose all, to play I think you're right. I think they're the, the, for me they're the big two. Where when you look back on that group, I know they were a decent bunch, but Robbie L and Chris Perry, you thought every time that the squad came out, you always saw a player on that squad and went, "Come on, mate, come on." Steve Howe is not as good as Chris Perry. Steve Howe, yeah, like, come on, mate, yeah. David Batty. Swap him over from Robbie L. How did David Bay get in England? And people will say, well, we chose Andy Paper Maker. Off your, off your pop, son. You're not going to play. He, he, got, he got so fed up with waiting for England that the World Cup chance came and that's when he chose to play for Jamaica in the and World you Cup. you know what? Good luck to him. Yep, fair play. What about Cole Court and Jason Yule? Having them near England? No, no one near it. No, but no, no, I, no, I think they play. are too... Well, Jason Yule was good. My dad actually jinxed Cole Court. And my dad jinxed him and he he told, he basically was like, being linked with Newcastle. My dad was like, if he goes to Newcastle, when we've been relegated, I'm going to jinx him. And my dad jinxed him and he got injured and he's barely played ever since. But he, <laughs> he he's an international for someone daft. No, I think it was like just England. Diana. Under 21s, I think. No, I'm pretty sure. Because Leon Court plays international and they're brothers. And I'm pretty sure I saw... I saw Leon Court. I was on a plane once, bizarrely, coming from the Caribbean. Guyana. Kenwin Jones, Carlos yeah. Edwards for Trinidad and Tobago coming back. And I'm pretty sure they played. Guyana. Carlos played for someone. Guyana? Yeah, six times he played for Guyana. Right. So what, what we are saying is that Baker is the oracle. But if we're, if we're talking about international players that done very well internationally, but also played for Wimbledon, you, I was saying this to you earlier, Kenny Cunningham. Yeah. He played like 89 times for Ireland. Yeah. Uh, what a player he was as well for us. Michael Hughes. 
70 odd times for uh, Northern Ireland. Fantastic. Was the wizard. Uh, no, he only, uh, again, he was another one I think played for England at under 20s, but I don't think he got, he didn't he play anything else. Nigeria. Crikey. I mean, I, I know three, like, three times for Nigeria. I think it's only, three, I think it's only five or six for Nigeria. Six oh. times he played for Nigeria. I thought again. you might have been a bit higher than that. Yeah, I thought, but again, there weren't much football back in them days, as you said earlier. Uh, I thought Neil Sullivan did a good job at Scotland. Neil, yeah, born in Sutton, played for Scotland. Yeah, I think so, he, I think he done a, he done a pretty good job. Herman Ryderson at Iceland, he played yeah. a lot of times when I mean, it was unfashionable to play for Iceland. Yeah, he, he, he was quite a decent little footballer. We obviously, had we had big Norwegians, fat John, big fat Johnny Hartson, who yeah, Welsh. We didn't get Billy, the best out of him, but Billy he, Jones. Yeah, he played two or three. I mean, he was lucky to get called up full stop. But the fact that I think he only played two or three games, but one of them was captain against Germany. Um, I think I think they called up Vinnie Jones for more for his profile than his actual possibly. ability at that, at that time because they had Savage and him in the midfield was never going to get him a tournament, was it? No. So, but yeah, I think if you look back at some of our international, we had some really good international players. That and again, I think they're Ian Arson, another one. Yeah, oh, Leo, what a player he was, man. Was, but yeah, yeah, I think you think everyone thinks our oh, Wimbledon, do you know what I mean? They didn't really have anything like again, them Arsenal stupid TV the other day were saying, Oh, they're nobodies. You look back at Wimbledon FC and some of the players that we had, like they were just, yeah, big. But well, we knew that, but a lot of other teams didn't, did they? Because they didn't, we were unfashionable, no one gave a monkey's about you think us. Robbie, Robbie O today, what's he going for? Chris Perry today, what they're going for? Even Neil Sullivan, what they're going for? Big money. They they would be relatively good money, yeah. Yeah, it's just madness to me. But right, there you go. That's it. If you think the players I've no, uh, I've mentioned should not have gone near England, like Neil Ardleys and Dean Blackwells, or you agree with me and you think they should have done, then let us know. If you've got any more that you think, another one, sorry, quickly, yeah, just let us know. Another one who would have gone on to play for England. Lionel Morgan, what a yeah, mate. Yeah. One of the best players yeah. I think I've ever seen play. The game, the game when he played at home at Tottenham, I think he scored and we were like, oh my God, this boy is mustard. When he come on against Liverpool and he absolutely tore him a new one. And I was like, wow. I, I think he would have been better than Messi and Ronaldo. But Wow, you've heard it here first. Anyway, yeah, let us know. Is there any players that played for Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon, that you think, yeah, should have played international football and or they should have played more times for their country? Let us know. Anyway, we'll come back last, but not really least. Dan has a nice question for us. Is that all right, Dan? Or two. All right. See you in a bit. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and Dan has honest questions. So I'm looking forward to this. Okay, I've got two questions. Okay. One of them is quite to the core, being blunt. One's more softer. Which one would you rather first? I might make you know me. No, 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 you've got to decide. I'll have the soft one first and then we'll go blunt after. Perfect. Soft one. We haven't been on the terraces for a couple of years and I feel that we're missing some chance. Like we're missing player chance. Over the years, what has been your favourite Wimbledon chant? And what has been your favourite player of Wimbledon chant? So uh, we, we discussed this on an earlier podcast, to be fair, when we first started the pod. 
we well, had I'd love our, to hear. our five favourite chants. And one of my favourite ones was, remember the Mikey T one? He obviously don't stand on the terraces anymore, Come and it was everywhere we go. Okay. Everywhere we go. Oh, you follow it, yeah, yeah. And you just sing that for about 45 minutes, especially when you're up north and it was boring. Uh, the best the, the best ever Wimbledon chart by Country Mile, I think. I think I don't know if I changed my mind on this, so I have to listen back. But the Champagne song. Yeah. People, some people can't stand it because it's got some rude lyrics in it. Uh, and it's, but I think it's original. Yeah. I don't think anyone else sings it. And yeah, it's just brilliant. It's a great chant. As again, I, I love it, especially when we go away. Yeah, it, I think it's, it's, it's the best chant that we have. And again, some people have tried to cancel it in the cancel culture that we live in now because it has a few bad language in it. Yeah, that or the Wombles had a dream. Obviously, that's a good one. That was good. I think and, to me, Wally, you know, having Wally's at the wheel, that was fantastic. Everyone going mental. But I also, I love the FA Cup. She wore, she wore, she wore a yellow ribbon. No, I like that one, yeah. That, that is really, really good. I always get up to that. And I love on a corner, and this sounds a bit weird, only on a corner, I do like a bit of ole, 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 Wombles, Wombles. Yeah. But what is funny is the chance that fans clearly have no idea what people talk about. So, for it, instance, when they do... Um, um, and I just can't seem to get enough of, and they start saying the words in the middle. No one has a cut, they just kind of mumble along, <laughs> and, it, and then everyone else just starts joining in when everyone just goes, and I just can't seem to get enough of. And before that, no one's got an idea what's being said. I absolutely love that. I mean, all the fans are like, Come on, mate, hurry up, let's get to the bit. Where I know this bit, but <laughs> yeah. that. well, that's it. like that's like uh, two times out of non league, isn't it? That's it. No <laughs> one has a no two one's got an idea. There's, there's, there's that one, but there's also another one. Even now, when I'm like, I, 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 I have no idea. So I love that two times out of non-league. I, Wally's at the wheel. I loved, obviously, because everyone went mental. But I just yeah. don't like the fact that we just stole it straight from. Don't like. I like original chants. There is, there is a new chant that's going to be sung through. I don't know if it was sung against Burton, but it, it will be out soon. I'm trying to find. I don't think I'm going to find it, but it's very, very we, good. Yeah, I reckon there's a Don songbook. It's that's very good. Right. We should do it. Do you know what we should do it for Christmas? Yes. We should do like a Don's a Don's sort of songbook and we'll sell it and we'll donate money <laughs> to charity. What do you reckon? There's the loads of fans who I do uh, think that, genuinely that, would like, how do the songs work? We could do it. That'll pay off the loan. That, that'll pay off the bridging loan. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. So the club what do you, I always like, yeah. the, like the funny player songs. My favourite one of late is Dwayne Plummer. Do you remember him? <laughs> Dwayne Plummer, he gets in midfield gaps and then he'll fix your taps. Dwayne Plummer. Whoa. No, oh, best no. one was the it was number four. Oh, who's the who's the number four we had at AFC Wimbledon? Dwight Lee, Dwayne Lee? Lee oh, we had a player number four, Lee, and it was a really good song. Went on for ages. Uh Aya Basel, I love that song at the moment. That's what, a about, good one. what about come on ladies, come on ladies, Kevin St. Louis? <laughs> I don't think that, that was a good song to be fair, especially with his song. with his history. Uh Calumbay fan? Yeah, I, I do like the Calumbay song. Yeah. Even Away, I'm the biggest fan of Calumbay. But player songs are really normally pretty shit, aren't they? Really? They're normally they're only like five or six different ones, and you kind of go go around it. 
Yeah, I did like uh, Gel. Gel will tell you us apart again. That's yeah, that was good. Like that it's one. Dwayne Lee. It's Dwayne Lee. It was Dwayne Lee. I swear it was Dwayne. Dwayne Lee. Dwayne yeah. Lee. No, that Dwayne it was. Lee. It was Dwayne about him. Lee. It's about him being number four. Wimbledon number four. It was really really good. He loved it as well. Because uh, normally you get no uh, one Mickey as well. There's yeah, only yeah, like yeah, yeah. that kind of one. Oh, like number one is Gary Elkins. Number two. two. <laughs> we all live in a Gary. Yep, legend. I quite like Jester doing his Sully song back at Sellers. That was good. One man, silly hat, on his own, screaming his heart out. <laughs> Always clapping for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, player ones, have, we haven't really got any decent ones at the moment, have we? That's what I'm players? saying. I think maybe we need to like come up with some like brand new ones. Yeah. For some of the new guys, because he's one of our own. For every sit like Hartigan, Nightingale, it's all right, but it's... I'll get the boys on because that's why this is called the one was at a dream podcast because it was uh, a couple of my mates who actually started the song, made it up, and uh, yeah, away we went with it. And it's well, that's what we need screen. to like, we like, need to get some better player ones. Come on, yeah. let's offer it out to people. And it can't, they can't be shit, they've got to go for us first, to be fair. And, and, yeah. and it's, I reckon what we should do is we should do that, and then maybe obviously the book deal, I'll have to speak to my sponsor and my agent. But I reckon Christmas we could get like some handouts and a half time we'll practice it. And then we'll, if we get, we'll be like, if we get, we'll be like caveat out of the corner. If we are one nil up, if we have a corner, if it's taken by Hartigan, sing this song. <laughs> Do you know one I hate? <laughs> the one I hate is when the, uh, they've stole it from uh, St. Pauli and the corner and people put their keys up in there. Hate that. Hate that. But I do like the old, that was always good. We always used yeah, that got quite the chief. But uh, yeah, and it, we need a player. We need Ollie Palmer needs a song. To be fair to him, well, he's uh, got he, he's he's got the women on number nine. I thought Kedwell's was quite good. Yeah, I like Danny Kedwell's. But would you? Henry Lawrence. To... I think we should focus on a player like Henry Lawrence, who's quality, and not he used to play for Scum and now he's Wimbledon. Henry Lawrence, ooh, proper. Would you need a song? Intelligent people listening to this, obviously, because like. Well, yeah. Yes. It's the market we're owned at. Uh, I think Henry Lawrence needs a good song. Woodyard. Woodyard. Yeah. Zanev needs a song, but not just New Zealand's one, number one. He's yeah. only one Kiwi, one ball. Oh, hey. Come up with like a, no, I agree. a really good pop song that right. we can turn into it. So Woodyard, Zanev, Lawrence. Yeah. And maybe Presley. Maybe. I don't know you go for Amer- for Elvis, but those four players, anyone comes up with a good tune, We'll back it. We'll endorse it and we'll practice it. Yes, agreed. Before Christmas. Done. Right. Easy question. Hard question. Are you ready for this? Now, this yeah. is a tough one. And, and a mate of mine asked me this question at work. And I'm not going to tell you the answer until you've I've got yours. Oh, what? The Shrewsbury School? No, not quite. Um, is it better to support Wimbledon or AFC Wimbledon? And what do you prefer? What, what deep down, which team... Have have you got in a better headspace to support Wimbledon or AFC Wimbledon? There we are. That's the honest question. It's a pretty brutal one, but I got asked it today, and I thought I'm going to ask it to you. What did I? Pref- what did I prefer? What? what right would now, I prefer? if they said Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon, you can go to any game once, but you're going to go and watch that team. Which team would you want to watch? The Wimbledon team, yeah, and get into that or AFC. But also, and it's difficult for us, Lee, by the way, on our generation, because when we're 15, football is the entire world. 
and we were watching Wimbledon then and now is AFC. But I'm just curious where you're, which of the two facets of the club that we've kind of watched the last 30 years, do you, have you preferred watching or do you take more pride in supporting? That, that is a tough question. I'll give you that one. That is tough. But Wimbledon FC for me, okay. uh, loved it. Loved every minute of watching Wimbledon when I first started. Uh, fifth, I was only, I was 15, so I was quite a late developer into going to watch Wimbledon. Uh, and it come because of family breakdown, really. So I ended up started getting away, getting away from the house to go watch Wimbledon. Met some of my best mates. But some of the teams, again, we spoke about some of the players of Wimbledon FC. Some of them players watching Leonardson smash goals and going up to Liverpool and beating them and going all across the country as little old Wimbledon and thinking, yeah, we can go anywhere we want. And to be fair, at that time is when football was better. So I don't know if it's because I don't know if I wanted if I would want to watch Wimbledon now in yep. the Premier League because I think it's shit now. Premier League football and modern football. I hate everything about modern football. Uh, I love the fact that we used to play against people like Julian Dix, Neil Ruddox. Mm-hmm. Used to be able to give Tony Cotty stick on the sideline, and when he scored, he come over and give it back to you. No one got offended. Uh, used to be able to go out, get drunk, and not worry that people were going to take pictures of you falling asleep on the floor and stuff. Where now you've got all the camera phones out and stuff like that. Do you get what I mean by that kind of thing? Not going out and causing trouble, but just being lads, which nowadays you can't really be. I, don't get me wrong. I love the rise of AFC Wimbledon. I don't think I could do it again. I love the non-league days. I love going to Sanders. I love going to Cove, Ash, all these shithole places and watching Wimbledon play and go for the leagues and get into the conference was, yeah, that we're playing Luton now. I struggled with football a little while, a couple of, couple of seasons. Do you really think a lot of the challenges sometimes, Lee, with Wimbledon fans is that, and AFC Wimbledon fans obviously now, that a lot of them are thinking, I want to get back to where Wimbledon was, i.e. the Premier League. And then they're kind of, they feel that the journey's fully finished when we do that. No, I don't think that is the case. I don't I think the the journey finished once we went back to Plough Lane. And I think okay. that I think that's the thing now. We're back at Plough Lane. I, I never want to get into the Premier League. I said that to Robbo, I said that to to anyone who would listen, really. I I I've watched Premier League football. The other day it was quite a good game against Met, but most of the time it's fucking awful. Uh, Burnley's and things like that. No disrespect to them, they're doing well. But my problem with football at the moment, Danny, is the amount of money that gets through football. Yeah. So you think we were watching again Robbie Earls, Chris Perry's, and things like that? They were coming to Wimbledon, training on hard courts, wanting to be professional footballers. The YTS schemes back in them days, where you had to clean footballers' boots uh, and be on seventy-five quid a week and live in digs to become a professional footballer. Yeah. Nowadays, you've got. Kids in Arsenal youth team earning more than probably our whole squad. And they'll never play a first team game for Arsenal. You know, McCormick was probably more or more Chelsea than our top earner was probably playing in the championship when we were women in FC. Do you know what I mean? And it just blows my mind the money that goes around in League One. Look at League Two at the moment. You've got Salfords and things like that paying five, six, seven grand a week. We're, we're yeah. probably paying, we're probably paying players about three grand a week. And that's probably three grand too much. And I, I look at our squad now, and as much as I love the way we're playing and stuff, I, I look at them and think, there's no heroes here for me. There's no... Do you know what I mean? Like, if one, if a player... Like, when Piggott left, not too bothered. See you later, mate. I'll see you in Maidstone in two that, years. But is that, Lee, because of the fact that when we were younger, watching Wimbledon, it's skew if, because you're 15, 17, 18, or whatever, when you were 15 watching Vinny or doing something, 
it was like, oh my God, you'd go to college or go to school and it would be surround. I, I just used to remember when I was a kid going to watch Wimbledon and anyone who went to my school will tell you, and I had Wimbledon fans, we won, I'd walk in, I'd be at school at seven o'clock waiting outside with my Wimbledon scarf on, waiting to mug people off. If we lost the Palace, knowing there was 25 Palace fans in there, I'd be looking at where I knew I'd walk in with my scarf on getting mullered. And it was just like the whole, there was so, there was so much on it. There was so much on it because I'd walked, if when we had Arsenal say at home, the PE teacher, Monday morning, Arsenal fan, if Wimbledon won, I would turn up to PE and I would literally take the detention just to wear my Wimbledon shirt and not take it off just so I could mug him off. If Arsenal won, he'd have a scarf and poking at me, but there was so much on it. Whereas now, when would I lose to Luton or, you know, Plymouth? There's not, there's no accountability as such. You've got the internet, but there's no like personal gratification like Tottenham Arsenal. An Arsenal fan walks into a a restaurant and it's like, we beat you and you get that mugging off. We don't get that now. Yeah, I agree. I I, I grew up in Essex, so I, I was surrounded by West Ham, Arsenal, Chelsea fans, Liverpool, Man U. So when we beat West Ham, I'd bowl in and give him a load of stick when we signed John Archman for nine and a half million. I was standing there proud as punch with the newspaper in me and I couldn't take my eye off it. It was big news back then. We'd, we'd never spent a penny on a player pretty much. Had we? Not that. Not. We were going into the realms of big, big boys then. That day was mad though, Lee, wasn't it? When, yeah. when we looked at, we spent that much money on the hearts and everyone went, what? It was, it was the back page of the Sun. Even the news you? were like, women have yeah. spent loads of money on an action. And I thought he was going to be spectacular for us. I thought it was exactly what we needed. And it wasn't quite work, but my that God. Killed, that that's what killed football. Because the Norwegians were were shed loads. They could have pumped millions in. I bet they're kicking themselves. I bet they look at it now and think, look at the money that Abramovich and the, the uh, Man City guys are spending now. They're, 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 we could have spent money and become a big club and done loads of stuff. Because you look at it now, it's all massive money. Yeah, they're sitting around a table and going, Wally Badir. Why did what are we doing? <laughs> what, but then I love people like Wally, but I, I again I, I do I really do miss the Wimbledon day. I just don't think we have them like it anymore for me. I, I think that's more to do with modern football than it is yeah. to do with AFC Wimbledon and Wimbledon FC. Okay. Because I used to go up to Grinsby on a Tuesday night, you'd pay hardly anything on the train. It's just mental that you want to get a train to Sunderland two weeks from now, you've got to pay 200 quid. Do you know what I mean? Everything has to be advanced and everything nowadays. And it's just mad. Yeah, I think it's just a mad world we live in. Social media makes sport not as, as enjoyable anymore. Do you know what I mean? People it's so out of context and everything like that. So yeah, I'd I'd love to go back and yeah, Wimbledon FC again and go all across the country watching the okay. likes of Robbie L, F and a Cuckoo. The only it's one player, there's one player, I assume, two players, sorry, that I've been upset have left. Danny Kedwell, but I kind of understood the reasons why he did leave. Yeah. He went to Gillingham. And Lyle Taylor. When Lyle Taylor went, because he was someone to me that really got the Wimbledon story that go against yeah. them when he goes mental. The rest of them nowadays, like, I'm not being rude. At the end of the season, if we lost five players, we get another five. And that's what I don't know. That's, I think, what Rob Owe is trying to get back at AFC Wimbledon with the kids. That these boys have been with us since they were 12 and they get they love Wimbledon. I just think maybe I'm just an old man now and I'm just a moany old bastard. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> As you well, say, well, I was like well, 17, 18. That was a, that was an honest question. It was a quite a 
quite a blunt one. Yeah, cheers for that, Dan. No, I've lost it, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sorry, mate. I've, I've droned on for too long. No, no, yeah. no, I think we've run out of time, mate. I'm going to have to dodge it, I think. We, I, you can quickly answer if you want, mate, but we are struggling a bit. I would say I like watching AFC Wimbledon. I love the story, but, I, yeah, watching the old Wimbledon was... I think that's a lot down to the difference of me being younger and watching Wimbledon. But I do really, really... I guess it's the reasons why you go. When I was younger, I used to go to football because I'd love watching Wimbledon and the game and it's exciting. Whereas now, I treasure it because I spend time with my dad and my mates who I don't see very often. So I think I've got a slightly different slant on it. I think they've they're both got their values. I think, yeah, that's a really... I, I think at the moment, just slightly, I think, would be um, Wimbledon. But AFC Wimbledon, the story, plus going to watch it with my dad and the, the whole community feel, I think is a really special place but whether I'd get go as mental watching women in an AFC Wimbledon I, I don't know I'm, I'm ever going to go as mental as the Marcus Gale going a cup against Man United I don't think I'm ever going to go as mad as that although although the MK game in the cup Midston's header that was pandemonium yeah but that was so, more to do with what that was about yeah, yeah than, I guess and if, if you put it that way then I think you've and I think yeah. I think you've hit the nail on the head with Wimbledon I went five years without missing a game home and away yeah. Five years at Women's FC, when nowadays, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but I've got family, I've got, I live in South End. I think that I, might be it. Yeah. I, I can't go to every game as much as I, I'd love to go Burton away, Morecambe away. I just can't do it now, unfortunately. Yeah. And, I, and when I was 18, 19, I could. I could go out on the lash for the whole weekend, spend my week's wages going to watch Wimbledon. Where now I've got rent to pay. Do you know what I mean? It's a totally different life. And Good luck to the people that now who are Wimbledon fans who are 18, 19, and they're probably loving it as much as we did when yeah, we were absolutely. there. And then we'll we'll get to a point when we'll say to them, What did you prefer? The year Ollie Palmer scored the goal or now that Joe when Dogs is playing? But yeah. Now good question that Dan. Good question, but I've got to wrap it up, mate, because we have waffled on. And uh yeah, thanks very much for joining me tonight, Danny. Enjoy You're the international welcome. break. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to go for a beerio in a minute. Nice. Cheers, pal. Tally-ho. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.